Hey everybody, welcome to Coffee Time at the Water's Edge. I'm Rodney and I'd like to thank you for joining us today for another throwback episode. This week, we are looking at an old Q&A episode where we discuss what does biblical church leadership look like? And this is definitely good for those who are new in the faith and looking for a church. So let's go ahead and dig in. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Steve Roby. Welcome once again to Coffee Time Q&A. This is episode 15, number 15. 15. Yeah, 15. we made it. Wow. <laughs> I, don't know, I feel like that's a milestone. It's not really. But we're going to celebrate every five. five. So. <laughs> I got the Mad Hatter with me. Hello, everybody. Adam Rastetter and I got Rowdy Rodney Boozy. All my right. man. Yep, and he's got some new coffee he's serving up to us today. Yes, this is Blue Line Coffee or Blue Line Roasting Company. Uh, they are out of California, so this is not a local 757 uh, coffee. Uh, this is the Peacemaker Medium Roast, hints of dark chocolate and tobacco. Hmm. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> Got tobacco in there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Tobacco>. <laughs> You're from Kentucky, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, West Virginia <laughs> or something. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers. good i think it's a regular tastes like a regular cup of coffee i mean mm-hmm. yeah i like it it's good i love coffee i recommend it <laughs> <laughs> well hey we're today's a little bit different um so we're going to instead of taking a, a listener question we're going to take a, a question essentially that we do get a lot but not hasn't necessarily been submitted through coffee time q a because we make a pretty big deal about church leadership at water's edge mm-hmm. specifically a, what we believe to be the biblical model of leadership and form of church government, and that is to be um, led by elders and served by deacons at right. Water's Edge. And um, the reason I think this is just really important is because a lot of times um, you can walk in a church and have, you know, all kinds of different forms of church government, all different titles for pastors. And, and the title itself may not be as important. I make a big deal about it. Because of consistency with the Bible, I want us to be able to, what we read in Scripture, to be what you see in the church. Um, But I wanted to know, like growing up, did you guys, did your church have elders? Did your church have deacons in it? And what kind of function did they play? Yeah, I actually went to a couple of different churches growing up, and I specifically remember that... At one church, they were called elders. Another church, they were called deacons. I assumed it was just interchangeable. I assumed that they made the decisions for the church, but that's about all I really knew. I, I wasn't very past that. I didn't didn't know their their function or role. Yeah. So they did have the titles of mm-hmm. elders and deacons in one church, and one in mm-hmm. another. Yeah. yeah. Not both, but one or the other. Yeah. What about you? See, I I mean, I originally grew up in the Lutheran church. And in the Lutheran Church, because it's a liturgical form of church government, meaning that the, the the clergy have all the power, right? They have all the governing power. There was still a church board, but it wasn't in in the fashion of what we think of or what we do at our church. It was a it was more about just like 
building maintenance and the, the business side of running the church, but they really didn't have anything to do with anything else. Mm-hmm. So that's what... Yeah. So for me, it was... One of the reasons I'm very passionate about this topic is because I'm a kind of a rare case of someone who who read the Bible before I went to church. <laughs> I know that's kind of weird, like I didn't grow up in the church. I got saved when I joined the military in 2003 and did a tour in Iraq, and I read through the whole Bible. And I, because I hadn't grown up in church and being in Iraq, there certainly wasn't you know, a, a local church that I attended. I did go to the chapel services, but that was just a military chaplain. Mm-hmm. So I read through the Bible, and I, you know, I hear all these references to elders and deacons. And so I'm excited when I go to church for the first time and get back into a local church. When uh, Lisa and I left active duty and went back to Ohio, we went to the church that she grew up in. But I, I quickly realized like there were no elders there, or at least not by title, and there, right. there were no deacons. There was a, a board of trustees, and I'm like, well, I don't see that in the Bible. What is what is the board of trustees? <laughs> right. You know, and I get it. So a lot of churches, you know, they have positions uh, that fill the functions of an elder and a deacon in the Bible, but they may not use those titles. Um, I do think it's important just for for that mere fact, to, uh, because the Bible uses those words. Those words mean something, um, and it's less confusing if we just. Right. Use what the Bible uses, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I thought it'd be helpful for us to talk about elders and deacons. First, what are they? Um, kind of what do they do? What role do they fill? And we could. This is a topic because we do so much training on this that we could really talk for a lengthy time. Get into qualifications. Get into. There's a whole number of, of topics we can talk about within this. But let's right. just start with the basics. What is an elder? What is a deacon? And what is their function in the life of a church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think overall, uh, an elder is someone who um, is, who oversees. An overseer is interchangeable with elder. Um, oversees, shepherd, shepherds the church, um, cares for the people, preaches, teaches. Um, these are some of the roles of an elder. Yeah. In oh, church. yeah, I agree. Um. You know, and there's there's qualifications that are found that are very specific for what um, what an elder should look like, and and so there and then there's scripture that then shows all throughout the New Testament what the elders are actually doing. There, those things that I talked about protecting doctrine, you see that in in scripture. Um, so those are some of the things that the elders. Yeah. Let's let's pause there for a second, though, because you said elder and overseer is synonymous in the Bible. And I would add a third title, and that is the title of pastor. So elder, pastor, overseer are all the same thing. Elder would be the title. Mostly pastor and oversee are really the functions. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting because people don't realize this. You don't you don't find churches in the New Testament that have a just a senior pastor, no. which is the predominant model right. in the United States for sure. Um, but instead, what you find is a plurality of elders being appointed to lead a local church mm-hmm. and to be assisted and served by the deacons, which we'll talk about here right. in a minute. Um, but I did pull up a scripture in First Peter chapter five because this is where it most clearly is delineated, where you can see. Those three terms, elder, overseer, pastor, kind of all lumped together to to demonstrate that this is, in fact, the same thing. 
Um, so First Peter chapter 5 says, So I exhort the elders among you. So elders is mentioned right there. He's talking to the elders. He's exhorting them, he says. And Peter says, As a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. And then in verse 2 he says, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Now, the word shepherd in its original language is the word pastor. It yeah. is, and, right. and the word pastor appears only as a noun very rarely in the New Testament. It almost always appears in a verbal form, shepherd the flock, mm-hmm. shepherd my people, and it applies to elders, right? right? So elder, pastor, an elder is one who pastors the flock. And he says, shepherd the flock of God that is among you. And then the next phrase he says, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. So there you get the oversight, right? And then the term overseer, episkopos right. in Greek. Um, a lot of times that got translated to bishop. And then there's some variances that you see based on how people look at that. But the clear biblical teaching is that these three things are interchangeable. An elder is someone who shepherds. An elder is someone who oversees the church. Mm-hmm. Um any, anything you would add to that? You, you had the Acts 20 passage. It's pretty important where Paul's saying. Yeah, he, he actually he's speaking to the Ephesian elders and Acts 20, 28 through 31. He says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from, from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that, there, that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. So we see he's protecting doctrine. For sure, he's saying. But it uses the term overseers. Overseers, yeah, yeah. overseers. It says the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, right? Of right. The church, absolutely. So we see, we see that being a function of of the elders and an interta- interchangeable term. Yeah. And so, in the qualifications for an elder, it's someone who has to be able to teach, mm-hmm. and it's someone who has to be able to refute incorrect doctrine. Someone who right. stands for sound doctrine. And that's, that's the function, that's the role of an elder. So elders, we would say, is the authoritative oversight of the church, and they hold collectively, as a, as a body of elders, hold the doctrinal sway of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very important to have the right qualifications um, in sound doctrine among the elders because they are the ones that, that really guard the church in these things primarily. Yeah. Um, now we have at Water's Edge uh, five elders. Now we have six. One is on sabbatical. Jeff's on sabbatical, um, and of those five, two are staff elders, paid elders, and three are what we would call lay elders. Um, do you, is there a distinguishing thing in the Bible regarding lay elders and uh, staff elders? Do you think what what is the justification for that? And I know you're looking at me. <laughs> well, yeah, Rodney's one of our lay elders. Yes. Uh, I don't think there's a real distinction in the Bible that says the difference between a paid. I know uh, Paul does talk, I think, about those who are paid and those who are not. That's what Adam's going to pull up now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as far as a distinction between responsibility and for um, 
you know, the, the, the general, what we're supposed to be doing as elders doesn't change. Yeah. So the same function, right? right. Still supposed to be able to teach, still yep. supposed to be able to refute, you know, incorrect doctrine, um, still supposed to shepherd the flock. So you're making yes. calling church members, <laughs> just like we're calling church members right. for sure. But you yeah. have, there is that a passage. minor distinction about those that are, you know, um, paid for. Yeah. First Timothy chapter five, verse 17 Paul writes, let the elders who rule, who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Yeah, so the, I would take that to mean those who have essentially given their life um, to serve God full time in that capacity, right? right? And so you and I, like this is something we've, we've trained for, something we, we're continually, you know, getting more education. Right. And they are too, um, but the difference is the the probably the bulk of the teaching and preaching we do at right, Water's right. Edge, um, but certainly our other elders are capable and can and have you know preached for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's kind of switch modes. Unless you guys have anything else on elders, there we'll talk about deacons for a minute. Yeah, um, just let this be kind of the introductory. Now, some churches, um, particularly older Southern Baptist churches, use the term deacon to really function like elder. And so right. it can be very confusing to people, but we have a very specific, you know, target in mind when we use the term deacon. Um, you want to comment on that or start? Sure. I'll, I'll start. You know, uh, this is one thing and in Water's Edge Church, we, we had ministry team leaders, right, who we actually were performing the task of deacon. Um, the, and so, to be consistent with biblical language, we, we said, let's, let's call them deacons, right? And so um, the deacons um, are servants, right? So they're serving a particular area of ministry within the church. And so they have a leadership role in the church and, and a responsibility over that ministry. They, um, at Water's Edge, they, they are... Um, they have oversight from the elders, so they're assigned an elder who is their overseer. Um, and so so at, so we see the, the elders um, are, are overseeing the deacons who are performing the specific roles, leadership roles within a, within a specific ministry within the church. Yeah, yeah, and we, so last month we did training with our deacons. And one of the things, the, the specific topic that we trained on was the origin of deacons in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and many scholars look to Acts 6 for kind of the prototype of deacon, the diaconate being first established. And that was when in the early church, a division had arose. Um, yeah. Complaining happened. Imagine that in a church. <laughs> there was some complaining going on. Um, <laughs> we're so blessed at Waters Edge. Yes, we are. Um, not that people don't complain, but it is not near on the level that, that I know many right. of my pastor friends um, deal with. Um, but in Acts 6, there was complaining going on, and it had specifically had to do with the distribution of food, that some of, some of the widows were being overlooked in the distribution of food. And so what the solution was by the apostles who were functioning as the overseers, pastors in that time, because the local churches hadn't been, you know, really taken organization yet that's starting to happen the apostles were filling that role and they said we are you know essentially they didn't want to relegate all of their time to doing 
the distribution of food. Mm-hmm. And they said that their function was to preach the word and to give themselves to prayer. And so they wanted, in order to be dedicated for that, they said someone else will need to serve in this capacity to serve the tables for the distribution of food. And that word to serve is in the verbal form of deacon. Mm-hmm. Right. And so deacon as a noun is diakonos. It's just a transliteration um, into English to become deacon, but it means serve. It means sometimes it's translated minister. And so that's it's it's interesting that we often think of a minister as really a pastor or an elder of a church, but in biblically, a minister is a deacon. It's a servant. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see this as the church began organizing in the New Testament. You have Paul, even in Philippians, when he writes to the Philippian church, he addresses the elders and the deacons in the church. So they had set this up where they had elders who were the overseers, who were the preachers, teachers, shepherds, um, and then they had deacons who were filling whatever ministry roles, the first one being kind of a food pantry um, there in in the book of Acts. And so, yeah, and so we set up our deacons that way to serve different areas of ministry. And I think churches have a lot of freedom in what they choose to do that with or how do they choose to employ deacons. We have a deacon of hospitality. Mm-hmm. And we have a deacon of worship arts. We have a deacon of special events. And yeah. it's, it's, you can really be creative with that, but it's a, a task that the elders see is important. Uh, we need someone to serve that area well. Um, and deacons have qualifications just like elders, with the exception, biblically, not, I said we wouldn't get into necessarily all the qualifications, but with the exception of... Being able, able to, to teach, teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or to manage, right? That's the other one, uh, the manage God's household. Mm-hmm. That's one of the qualifications for an elder is that he must manage his household well for how can he manage God's household. So elder then functionally is a manager of the house, the overseer of the church, and is are the teachers of the church, which leads us to how we organize at Water's Edge. You said you want to talk about our meetings. We, we Elders meet uh, how many times a month? We meet twice a month, two times a month, one business meeting and one shepherding meeting. So, yeah. yeah. And that business one is kind of the oversight, the governing meeting because right. elders are to govern the church or to rule the church. Um, and so we parcel out our meeting time based on the functions, right? right. What do our shepherding meetings look like? It's <laughs> important. Well, we, I think maybe yeah, there's a pastor we, out there that wants to know. Yeah, yeah it. it is important. We, we always spend time in prayer. That's the first thing that we do, we, um, we want to intentionally pray for the members of the church. Um, when we know things are going on in their lives, we're praying for them together. How do do we know what's going on in people's lives? Through phone calls that we make. Um, that's a lot of it. You know, we're, we're calling. Well, it's important because a lot of churches, especially as churches get larger, they have little to no connection with their pastors. So how can they shepherd them if they don't know them? Right. Yeah. So we're having conversations with our people so that we know what's going on in their lives and we're able to then know how we can best pray for them. So we do that. And, um, and then we always have, have some training as well. We're, we're reading books, we're looking at articles, we're seeing, you know, ways that how, how can we lead and shepherd our church? Um, the, best we can faithfully to the Bible. Um, so just always growing in, in yeah. knowledge and you know, just trying our our best to to grow in those areas. That's a, a member-centric meeting, though. We're focusing on our people, praying mm-hmm. for them. Um, we're focusing on ministry of the church. We're looking specifically at kind of right. our vision and ministry during that time as well. Yeah. Um, right now during the pandemic, we've been looking at 
uh, our priorities. How do we keep people safe? How do we continue to meet and do these things? Right. Um, so that's been a, a big part of that meeting. Um, the other meeting is governing or business meeting. Um, what does that look like briefly? Well, I mean, that's where we really get into the discussion of, of if you think about things that need to be done with the building, <clears throat> um, what we need for supplies, what we need for that kind of stuff, excuse me, <clears throat> is really what that's about. And also it's about handling, you know, financial issues. If there's any financial issues, uh, does any ministries specifically need more funding for something? Um, or are we needing to readjust budget? Um, we talk about the food pantry, uh, stuff that we're getting ready to do there. That kind of stuff is really. Yeah. And that meeting has gotten shorter and shorter as we've actually, you know, had our deacons fulfill their roles because it used right. to be that the elders were called elders, but they really functioned as deacons because they were doing a lot of the deacon work. Um, and so that's been a, a, a real thing that we've been intentional about is making sure that elders are fulfilling elder roles, mm-hmm. deacons are fulfilling their roles, deacons. And so we do um, now meet, we bring our deacons together once a month um, for some training as well mm-hmm. um, and to kind of give reports on their ministry. Here's what they did over the last month. Here's what they're looking to do this coming month um, and give guidance, you know, from the elders based on that. Um, and so that's kind of how we function. Um as a, as a church, and I just I fundamentally fundamentally believe that a commitment to a biblical model of leadership in the church helps at least create the atmosphere and um, give the church the best possible chance to truly be healthy and biblical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it matters so yeah. much. So that guy who this comes and he's read about. the Bible and has never never been to church. We'll, we'll recognize. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, not just for him, but just the benefit of like, you know, yeah. one person. Like sure. I'm, We call me the lead pastor, but you've mentioned it before. Like I, I truly, we lead as a team. Right. Um, right. We, the elders shepherd this church. And I think that's a lot of things. I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand about when you have a biblical set of elders at the table, at those meetings, we are equals in vote. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't realize or what they should, it's, it should be that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just, and I'm just to get a little bit into my past without getting too deep in the woods. Um, I've been in churches where I've seen the pastor towards the, the, I'll call them board members. Cause I don't think they even called them elders, um, was my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And that's not a biblical representation. So it's probably more common than you we realize, though. Yeah. I think. Well, and like I said, growing up in the Lutheran Church, liturgical form of church government, it's always that way. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say that the, and I I know I could probably get fact checked for this, but I think that the pastor was always kind of the board chair mm-hmm. in those in in the Lutheran Church, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah, and we set it up to where we have a chairman that's not the lead pastor for sure. Tim Faber serves as our chairman, who sets the agenda for the governing meeting. Um, he and I kind of consult together on the agenda, but he, he really sets that and runs, runs the meeting. Yeah, right. he does. Yeah. It, it's helpful to have, and he's one of our lay elders. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I feel like I was thinking of something while you were talking, but I lost it. Um, <laughs> this is something I'm like just super passionate about, All right. um, but it is something we can return to in the future to discuss. Um, 
let us know. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, though, if you have any questions, you can go to wec.life. Rodney will put a link to that in yep. the description. And uh, there is a card that says Coffee Time Q&A. You can submit questions there. we still got a list of questions that we got to get to, um, and we'll do that. We just kind of take them one by one as they come. Um, but you feel free to submit a question anytime, and at some point we'll get to it. <laughs> and I'm thinking that we're probably going to do, what, maybe every 10th episode do a rapid fire? Yeah, we try. Yeah. <laughs> that helps us catch up. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. God bless you all. Have all a great right. day. All, all right. See you guys. See you guys. Thank you guys for joining us for this week's throwback episode. We hope that you liked what you saw. Go ahead and make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe if you're not subscribed so far. Hey, I mean, like 60% of the people that watch our videos are not subscribed to the channel. So come on, get a part of it. Get with the game, right? So anyways, guys, thank you again. We love you and God bless.